chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new and special edition of Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. Getting ready for Coda in Austin, Texas, the road course. First time NASCAR will be there uh, coming up this weekend. So we decided to go local and we got Bailey Curry, Xfinity and truck driver uh, from the Austin area, originally from San Marcos. Had a really good conversation with him. We'll get into that. But Thomas, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of little tidbits in there that uh, fans will like. All right, we will get into it. Here is Bailey Curry. All right, we welcome in a special guest to the Loose Lug Nuts podcast and Bailey Curry, who drives in the Xfinity and Truck Series and has also made a couple of cup appearances. Willie, I wanted to get started and talk to you about uh, your early uh, career racing. You started with go-karts before uh, moving on to the Bandoleros. What was that experience like at a, as a young kid getting to drive like that and then making the switch? Uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was awesome. I really wouldn't uh, want to ask for anything different out of my childhood, you know. Uh, yeah, like I said, started racing go-karts down in New Braunfels, Texas, Hill Country Kart Club. Uh, when we were starting off, we were pretty good at it. My dad raced when I was a kid, so I wanted to and started, you know, we, like, I won my third race. and We were always pretty good. So uh, just being able to climb that ladder has been really cool. And even getting to the NASCAR level now has been uh, really awesome. So just to, to be a part of that, for, be in that progression and start from there and get to here. And I think I've been racing now for 17 years or coming up on it. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of crazy to think about. I've been racing for more years than I have it by a long shot. So. <laughs> well, you uh, mentioned your dad was a longtime uh, race car driver. What was it like having – him around and how has he kind of influenced you growing up and then still today? I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he never really was in like a, the super high level. Like you were kind of racist local, but it was always good having him, you know, having experience, having done it. He could always help me with the driving stuff when I was learning when I was a kid and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, and uh, I mean, he's pretty business savvy. He's been able to help me a lot with stuff, you know, even up at the, the NASCAR level with sponsorships and things like that. So uh, he's been able to help from both sides quite a bit. Now you cut your teeth on on racing in Central Texas. How sad is it to, to see um, Thunder Hill Speedway uh, not around anymore? I mean, it, it sucks. Like uh, whenever I go home, or if I I used to go to Texas State, so I used to go down there quite a bit when I come home and visit. Uh, and it sucked, man. You see it sitting there, all the grandstands tore down. I think they're even starting to knock the banking down on it now. So it's weird. I mean, that's where I grew up watching my dad race. It's where I raced quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. I mean, there's a lot of tracks around Texas that just aren't going anymore. I mean, Houston, I guess, is trying again. And But, I mean, San Antonio Speedway, they made a run at it again whenever I was running. But after they have been closed for a while, closed back down. Thunder Hill or Central Texas Speedway uh, closed down after a really long run, I feel like. So it sucks. I hate to see it. But, uh, I mean, I feel like – a lot of this coming just because, you know, short track racing is expensive now. and It's really hard for uh, your average racer to go out there and race. And it's a lot cheaper for them to go do some dirt stuff or something like that. Gotcha. Uh, I, that was going to be was part of my next question was any chance you think a local speedway uh, is able to be successful in, in central Texas? And I guess you're saying it'd probably have to be the dirt. I mean, yeah, I mean, just from what I've seen around Texas lately, I mean, 
the dirt tracks kind of uh, survive. I'm really happy to see Houston down there doing their deal and, and having some decent car counts. Um, it's hard. There's a point in Texas where there's a lot of different classes running, and I think that hurt a little bit just because – if everybody's got something a little bit different, they're all racing in different classes. No one wants to watch a five-car race. So that was kind of an issue that I saw back when I was in it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. I think if someone did it right, it's a nice facility, could pay good money to the racers, uh, you know, good purse money, uh, cheap to get in the grandstands, cheap uh, cheap food up there, I think it, uh, it, it'd work out. So you grew up racing around Texas. How – cool is it we have coda coming up that's kind of close to where you grew up and everything how cool is it to be able to come back and race in texas and have a lot of your friends and family come back no i'm, I'm pumped for that i really am uh i didn't, didn't grow up very far from there probably 30 or so minutes from uh, where coda is now and being able to race there i actually i never went to a race there when i lived there i went to the x games there one time but uh, the facility there is just amazing it's nothing like anything we ever go to so I'm really pumped for that, ready to get down there and uh, race, ready to go down there. I mean, all my family's going to go have some uh, small, like, local sponsors that I had uh, from down there. Going to go. All my buddies are coming. So it's going to be fun. Um, you have a reputation. Uh, Michael Waltrip's mentioned it a couple times, getting the most out of a car. And my initial thought is that's a great compliment. But then my second thought is, like right after that, if you put someone who gets the most out of their car in the best car, they'd be hard to beat. So is that sort of, I just describe how that is. I mean, I, I've always been kind of a, I don't know, an underdog and I, and I, and I don't know the equipment side of things, I guess you could say. I mean, when I ran late models and modified and stuff, it was just stuff that, you know, me and my dad, but we had some help. We had a lot of people that we knew that we'd ask for help, but I feel like when we were honestly the most successful was just when me and my dad would do it ourselves, And a lot of the times we didn't know what the heck we were doing. So uh, <laughs> we learned quite a bit and we we're always pretty good. So I've, it's always been something I've had to do. I've never really had the, the nicest, the shiniest piece at the racetrack. And uh, it's always something I've kind of had to overcome and it's harder to overcome at this level. Uh, I mean, obviously if I didn't have the nicest thing in a late mile track, I could still go out there and win. But uh, it's a lot harder at this level to do. But that's something I do pride myself on is being able to get the most out of any car I drive. You've had some uh, pretty good truck runs with uh, Nice Motorsports this year, and you had several last year. Um, even as you're making your push to, to be more cup down the road, is that anything in the future, maybe a full-time ride with them at some point? I mean, that would be awesome. You know, I, uh, I really like working with those guys over there. They're, the great, they're a great group. Uh, Actually, my tire guy from Central Texas Speedway on the late model stuff, he uh, he works over there. So I have, have a lot of friends over there, worked over there in the shop for a little bit last year. But, yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Uh, I think it would be a chance for me to go out there and get some wins and uh, really try to prove what I can do in good equipment. And for you specifically, how hard is it to switch from trucks to Xfinity on a weekend, especially without the practice time that we're accustomed to seeing? Um, I mean, I have enough laps in both of them now where I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it. Uh, the biggest thing that I screw up every single time is where you shift in a truck is about 1,500 RPMs before you shift in an Xfinity car. So every time my first start, I will bang the rev limiter in the truck going uh, right before I shift every time. I, I, something that's so hard, like 
just to get used to it, get through my head that I got to shift at like 7,400 RPMs instead of 8,800 RPMs. So uh, I do that every time, first restart, first shift, I do it. Then I'll be like, oh, crap, I got to remember this. So that's really the one thing that is different. I mean, they're obviously way different the way they drive. Uh, the trucks have less horsepower, a lot more downforce, where the Xfinity cars have a lot more horsepower, less downforce, and a lot more hung out. But uh, I've been able to run enough laps on now that I kind of know what I'm getting into. That's good. So there's some, you know, there's some development guys and racing management people that have, um, you know, come out and said that, you know, NASCAR doesn't really need to go back to the practice and qualifying method and just kind of keep the way things are now. I kind of hope it goes back to the old way, but what are your thoughts on that as a driver? Um, I definitely hope it goes back to the old way. I, uh, I really enjoy practice. It's, something that uh, especially with smaller teams like you know us at Mike Harmon we can work out some bugs if we have them uh, before we're just out there racing and we can't come in and fix it so I, I definitely enjoy the practice I enjoy being there for the whole weekend I enjoy getting to go to a city and stay there for three days and go have fun while I'm out there and uh, go get the job done at the same time but I uh, definitely hope it goes back I like I said I really like the multi-day shows it lets you when you go to somewhere fun like Las Vegas uh you get an extra day there and it's yeah. just, you get to go have fun when you're now you go there for one day, show up, race, go home. And that kind of stinks. So. Well, and it's weird because uh, was it a couple weeks ago, ARCA, they did it. They had a qualifying and it was basically just an hour where you, they got to run on the track and it was just, Hey, but the fastest time that you got in that hour was qualifying, yeah. but at least you could work out some kinks and everything. So I've always just kind of curious why that never really worked out or anything like, or why, yeah. you know, the, what you what, what you guys do why why they wouldn't switch to that well um is are you still uh, pursuing the, the college degree um i'm kind of been taking a break with the whole online classes deal uh i struggle pretty bad focusing <laughs> on that especially you know racing and working in the shop so i plan on finishing just uh taking a little break right now gotcha um, I mean, when you were doing it, how was that balancing the two? It's tough, man. It, it, I mean, it's really tough, especially doing like the engineering classes and stuff that I'm in. You got to be on it with that stuff. It's really hard. Uh, and when I'm the way I had it worked out, I would go to the race shop for X amount of days in the week and go to school the other days and then go race on the weekends. So it's pretty hard to uh, try to balance it all out and, not go crazy trying to do so but it's a uh, I mean, it's definitely doable it's just really really hard now i don't want to get you in trouble on this one but what are your thoughts on central texas barbecue versus uh carolina barbecue it's texas all the way <laughs> there's no beef out here there's no beef out here yeah i i actually just spent a week in north carolina uh with our, our soccer team and i uh I went to Lexington Barbecue, which everyone told me it was great, and it was just bland pork. I was like, "Yeah, that's what I'm saying." <laughs> it's not. I'm. I'm definitely gonna go uh, hit up the Salt Lake while I'm down there and uh, racing Dakota. I actually used to work there back in the day. So oh my god! Gotta go, gotta go stop in and say hello. We well, our next question. Our next question was how many plates? Uh, what's the most you've had at Salt Lake? I don't know. Quite a few. When I was working there, I'd kind of just. I'd go back to the kitchen and ask for a little plate of something like every hour or so. I'd try to get what I could. But uh, if I'm hungry, I can put it down when they got the family style going. It's like the buffet style. I'll uh, I'll throw some brisket down. 
<laughs> yeah, we actually went there for Easter. Um, I, I spent six years in Austin and I had a theory though. I don't know if you could back me up on this one. First plate they bring out, A plus. Second plate, B plus. By the fourth or fifth plate, they're like, get the hell out of here. I'm not giving you <laughs> yeah. scraps. That, 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 that's kind of accurate. Uh, stuff got a little bit more fatty towards uh, those, those later plates. It's just not quite as good. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's good. It's still good. A C plus there is better than I think an A out here. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> a, t- a true Texan right there. So uh, one of the reasons why we became fans of yours was some of the badass paint schemes that you've rolled out, and like with some of the sponsors, like Learner and Row, we were big fans of, and then Sharkies at Kansas, I really liked. Do you get more excited before a race, like when you have like a cool sponsor, like you look at the you know yeah. some of these other cars and they're bland, and you're like, yeah, my car looks bad at, like this is gonna be awesome. No, definitely. I mean, just like uh, the way that whole truck deal at Kansas with the Sharky scheme came all together. It's just like I didn't really know I was going to be running a truck for them until late. And then like, OK, you're in the truck and I'm going over there and I'm sitting in it. And then like this is what it's going to look like. And I'm like, well, that's badass. And, you know, it's, it's good looking truck. Probably one of the best uh, pieces of equipment I've ever sat in. So it's. I, I don't know if it's the whole situation that makes it this, but just I, I love that truck. I think it's probably one of my favorite schemes I've ever ran. Uh, the colors, the the design, it all looked great. And uh, definitely on the definitely hypes you up a little bit when you got a good looking car out there. Yeah, one of the so what every episode we preview or every week we preview each weekend, and one of them was Learn and Row before Phoenix, and then you went out and had a top ten finish. So I was pretty excited about seeing that there, but. Yeah. Who does who does the legwork on the sponsors? Is it kind of like split with you and uh, Mike Harmon Racing, or is it kind of more on you, or how does that come about? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of a – I do what I can. I'm not the best at it, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, it's pretty hard, especially – I mean, I work in the shop every day. Uh, so it's, it's hard for me to find the time in order to stuff to do that, but I try. I mean, every bit counts we can get, every, every little bit set of tires that – we can pay for so but yeah i mean there's people at my Harmon that do it and then uh same thing over at nice they have people that you know kind of find the stuff and i just get to sit in the seat now th- this question you might i i don't know if you're tuned into this or not um you had learner and row on the car what are your chances of getting uh renowned austin attorney uh david Co- uh, comey the attorney that rocks on one of your cars <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, that would be hard to get approved by NASCAR if they did any research there. But that would, I mean, that would be pretty cool. I think uh, the Austin fans would uh, be uh, be a hit with them. So uh, is there a brotherhood among the drivers that are from Texas? Like we're starting to see more, um, especially in the Xfinity and truck. But for the longest time, especially in Cup, it was basically just the Labonis and then uh, Bobby Hill. And I think right now the only current one from Texas is uh, Busher. Is there kind of a brotherhood among you guys? You know, I don't know if you grew up racing against any of those guys, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've known I've known Chris Busher since I was probably twelve or eleven or so. But yeah, I mean, I definitely I, I hang out with him when I can. Uh, we're both pretty busy. But yeah, I mean, a little bit you could say. I feel like a lot of the guys from Texas. It's weird. Y'all come from Texas, but the way y'all race, it's different. Like I was one of the few that kind of really raced local and uh, just ran late models and modified and stuff around Texas. Whereas a lot of people from Texas, because of the spotlight being elsewhere on racing, uh, they kind of just go race elsewhere, even though they're from Texas. So um, I mean, there's not too many people 
that I raced with down around Texas that much, except for Chris. I mean, I remember he him running Legends cars whenever I was getting out of Bandoleros. So, I mean, I raced a little bit with him, and I know him pretty well. And I mean, I don't even know who else. I'm trying to think of who else is from Texas, but I guess David Starr's from Texas. Yeah, he was the OG was from there. Oh, really? I didn't even yeah. know he was from Yeah. Well, that's what Wikipedia told me anyway, so it could be right. Yeah. <laughs> I, a couple more. This one I just thought of. Do you do any of the iRacing stuff or, like, the simulators? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, if I'm going somewhere new or what I've actually been using it a lot for lately is uh, working on green flag pit stops and trying to get all I can coming to pit road but not overstepping and missing pit road at the same time. Uh, you know, it's not 100% accurate, but it gives me a pretty good idea of uh breaking points and kind of things I need to look for on the racetrack to know before I need to go ahead and get on the brakes hard and duck down pit road. But yeah, I definitely do some eye racing. Uh I'm in a league actually with a, a few of my pit crew buddy friends or pit crew buddies. Uh and we race heck we race every Monday and Tuesday. So it's a pretty fun deal. I we always joked that once I get my stimulus check I was gonna buy one of those fourteen hundred dollar machines. So oh yeah. If I do I'll let you know we can race. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so uh what the last one for me and it's something we always have to answer to and it's something that kind of pisses me off but it's like you know people always say that like nascar isn't a sport like all you do is take left turns what do you say to those people because to me like i was watching the um uh race in the darlington especially the truck race when the sun's setting and you guys are going you know into the backstretch and all you have is the sun in your head and i'm like some of you people drive down the interstate and you know, shit your pants when you see a semi, like, turn it into a lane. Like, how do you – does yeah. somebody ever confront you and say anything like that? Or, like, what's your answer to that? Uh, I mean, I can think of, like, back when I was in middle school, people trying to say stuff like that. But, I mean, it's – if it's so easy, come do it. I mean, there's people making a lot of money on it, so come do it. That's what I say. Uh, I mean, if you don't want to do it and if it's so easy, that means you're just scared. So, that's my opinion on it. I think it's definitely – pretty uh pretty hard to do especially when we start getting into these months like you know july august and we're racing and it's 145 degrees in the car and we're going for 300 miles in the xfinity series 500 miles in the cup car uh it ain't easy <laughs> you gotta be in pretty good shape i mean you look at guys like jimmy johnson who go run marathons and things like that and uh mostly just coming from being fit for racing so Already, my uh, last two questions. First, how hard was that move from Texas to North Carolina? Uh, it's definitely different, especially I moved in January and I moved up here. It's actually kind of a, I guess, a, a big snow year for the Charlotte area. There was a lot of snow, you know, up here for a little bit. And that was definitely different. The, the way the weather out here is way different. Uh, it was 40 something degrees today, which normally, I feel like in Texas, once you get to May, it's going to be 80 or above the whole time, uh, which I thought I thought that was weird today. Uh, definitely the weather is different. I remember I, I go home for a Texas Motor Speedway race, and it's 100 degrees, and I'm like, how in the hell did I live here? It's like this all the time. But, uh, yeah, definitely a little bit different. Barbecue is different. No Whataburger, which is probably the biggest downfall. Uh but yeah, it's, it's a different place out here racing, so uh, I still like it. All right, and I'm going to ask one last question, and then we'll give you a chance to rattle off all your sponsors uh, so you get practice on that. Who is the, the best driver um, we've never seen? Just someone you race with, either go-karts, bandolero, 
that just for some reason or other just hasn't made it to any of the NASCAR circuits. Mm. Thank you. That's tough. I mean, I, it's weird. I mean, there's a few people that I raised that they were really good. have kind of all made it up there. I mean, Tyler Thomas, I remember was really good in go-karts. He's kind of big in the USAC world and the midgets and sprint cars and things like that. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I'll think of a Mark Redemski is kind of a legend around like central Texas racing. He might not have been the fastest guy, but he, he partied the hardest. So that's kind of <laughs> why he's a legend. So I'll, I'll say Mark Redemski. <laughs> well, there we go. And then uh, give us all your sponsors to uh, get those in. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, first off, everybody at Mike Harmon racing, all the guys in the shop, everybody over at Nice, um, Chasco constructors, Fort Worth screen printing, Belmont classic cars, JM steel, uh, date mining services uh man there's, we've had a bunch of different ones on the cars this year so i'm trying, so I'm trying to think we're just um, getting you ready for when you know you get interviewed on tv by jamie yeah. middle after the win you can throw yeah. us a plug if you want to yeah the loose lug nuts podcast damn right so it just rolls right off the tongue you know yeah it does yeah boys over at nice mike Harmon racing loose lug notes podcast and then just going to everybody else that's all you gotta yep. do <laughs> perfect <laughs> like well it's that's all we got for you. that's <laughs> all we got for you we really appreciate the time i know you're busy and keep doing good things keep repping texas we'll be rooting for you and hopefully uh you have a good race or a good season coming up and hopefully you can get, get that checkered flag yes sir appreciate it Thomas, what were you more impressed with with Bailey? The fact that he knew who the attorney that rocks is or that he worked at Salt Lake Barbecue? I mean, to me, that that is even Steven. Um, you know, I was a little worried when I asked the David Comey sign because there's only like two or three billboards in town. But once you see the billboard, it is ingrained in your mind forever. But you know what? Working at the Salt Lake to me maybe that i think that wins out because there's really nothing more when i lived in austin um if people came to visit me in town that was one of the places i took them and he may have served me in the past i don't you know you never even knew yeah and it might have been why your food kept going on because he'd keep eating it every hour <laughs> yeah but i mean just great stuff and you know what a down-to-earth person to uh like when i emailed him he instantly emailed back and was very personable and um really appreciated uh, him coming on with us yeah and i always get nervous because you know we don't have a lot of traction right now we'll get there but it's like who are the who are these two assholes that you know want to talk to me but you know now i am a jackass because i cut him off a couple of times so i got to work on that but i thought it was really cool that for him to spend some time talk to us about you know different things and it is, i think it is challenging you know going you know one night to truck and then the next night you're driving in a completely different car um but he's one that's you know excelling at that and we hope to see him in the winter circle we already practiced his sponsor so he's good to go for jamie little yep and he knows his vehicle pronouns better than i do i keep messing up trucks and calling them cars so <laughs> he's got it down to a science so that was the bailey curry interview i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did we really appreciate bailey coming on uh and talking to us we will be back on friday and we will preview the races at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. We will see you there. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. The 